When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your is your boy Duno. No puede saltar el podcast más verga del mundo. Sí, güey. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, you guys? It's Duno. Where are you filming? I'm here with my guy Conky. This is my first interview. And if you guys don't understand what I said, the beginning of the what? Damn. Fuck it. We just started this shit. Conky, how you doing, bro? <laughs> I'm doing good. What's up, Duno? Man, chilling, living, fool. You know, we out here. No Hell jumper. yeah, man. Congratulations, dog. Appreciate on all the success, dog. Yeah, fuck I'm out just, of I'm just, I'm just seeing you work, man. And you know what I'm saying? Look at you, man. You got your own podcast. You're moving up, man. Hell yeah. Moving yeah. up, dog. I'm proud hey. of you, doggy. Hell yeah. I'm proud of you, bro. How you doing? I'm good, man. Just been working, you know, staying busy, uh, getting my hands into a lot of different cookie jars, you know? Shit. I know, bro. You've been hella doing everything yeah yeah it's been dope man but shit, tell them where you from where you grew up the city everything etc um i'm uh i was born in van nuys grew up in san fernando uh moved around but for the most part I just kind of grew up in san fernando you know went to kennedy poly you know just a valley boy dog valley you know boy, it's like A1A straight up straight up A1A 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 shit, dog. you know i mean san fernando Pacoima, silmar our leader all that shit was my playground you know what was your favorite place to live in the valley i know it could be i I know it could be like the valley's so big that like yeah. it's like everything's hella far from each other. But what was one place that you feel like was like, damn, this was actually home? I know you're saying the whole valley, but like Nah, San Fernando, the city. The city, the city, San the Fernando. The city of San Fernando. That's where I was raised at, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, so that that's that's probably where I learned the game, dog, where you know, butterflies and the bees and the, bees. And the, <laughs> <laughs> and the whole shit, you know? And um, when did the career start? I know there's there's so much history to your shit. That's why I wanted to yeah. do this podcast because I know there's like, you went from, you started early as fuck in like the 2006. I could mm -hmm. be wrong. Pro nah, probably 2000. 2000. Okay, I, I, I was like 14. I was 15. barely born. Yeah, 2000. Dog. 2000. 2000. I was already smoking weed, trying to holler at bitches, and you were barely. <laughs> they were barely. They was, <laughs> they was barely, carrying yeah. me. And so, so tell them about the early life. Like, how was it growing up? Like parents, what was the situation? Your you know life? My, yeah, man, I'm first generation Mexican American. Uh -huh. My you know my parents. Uh, my mom came here when she was 17. When my dad they had just gotten married. My sister was uh, in my mom's belly when they crossed the border. Okay. They tried to cross the border twice, type of deal. Uh, you know, luckily it happened on the second time. They ended up over here, like by the beaches in uh, San Diego. Wow. And they, and they were helped out by a family that was uh, flying a plane. And my dad thought it was a plane up until it got closer. He thought it, he, he saw he saw that it was a toy plane. And he started talking to the dude. They got a phone and they called my tia, and it was a rap kind of deal, you know. And and the first time they felt crossing the border, how was that? Like uh, it was crazy. Where well, they got robbed, you know what I'm saying? They got robbed by fucking by, deep, yeah, you know, bad coyotes type of shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, so it was like it was planned, and then yeah, when, when it was uh, time to cross, they were like, "Fuck that! There's our money. Yeah, Fuck you guys." Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Basically, they got you know they got robbed and shit, you know. And wow. So they had to do it the second time, and then the second time is when you know they met like a. It was like an elderly couple, and they were kind of like guiding them through the whole situation. And then, you know, again, the mom's my mom's what eight, nine months pregnant with my so sister. She, so she's about to give birth. She's about to give birth. Though. She gave birth like within two weeks of being here. Wow. Yeah. So my sister. Yeah. So my sister's from um from I want to say East LA. She was you know General Hospital, uh -huh. and I'm Van Nuys. You know what I'm saying? And then I you know like my parents were here for three years after that, and, and I, was, I was born in '85. 
How far did your family come from? Like, what part of Mexico Nayarit. your family? Nay okay, so yeah. they're so they're from the beaches. Yeah, they're from the beaches. They're from they're, the yeah. beaches. They're from Tepic Nayarit. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. that's where Tepic comes that's from. That's where the name wow. Tepic comes from. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so yeah, um, they went through the whole like crossing through the desert issue, or yeah, or, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not really too sure. I mean, I know like me and my dad had talked about it, but I think it was more like Sierra and mountains. Oh, and, Sierra and mountains. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so still know. difficult. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean that's difficult for anybody that's in fucking shape. Yeah, yeah. Let alone a, a you know seventeen year old uh, girl that's pregnant, fucking eight months pregnant. You know. Yeah, shit. My mom crossed through with my sister in her arms. Yeah. Mom, yeah. I think they crossed it the first time, which but no. they went through the God desert. Bless. Like I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we. yeah, well, yeah. They had no toys, way. Like you want a better life? Let's go. Well, here's we're there, gonna God gonna test you real quick. There it is. So. Your family resides in East LA for a little bit while your sister's born, and then you. Nah, they came. You know, they came straight to. Uh, they came straight to the valley. They came straight to San Fernando. My family, uh, my tia, my tia Olga was here already. Shout out to tia Olga. Yeah, so, yeah. so your tia Olga was already resided in San Fernando yeah, Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, so my tia took my, you know, took my parents in with my, you know, my sister in, in my mom's belly, and then, you know, kind of like you know, just started working, and the rest is kind of history, history after that. You know, that's fire. So it, it it was really a matter of time if your your, your whole sisters. Life could have been different if it was. Oh hell yeah! If she was giving birth two weeks before, because yeah. then she would have. They, they might have stayed in Mexico. Yeah. You know and what I'm saying? You would, there would have been no like, conquering. Yeah, probably. <laughs> dog. No, no, more than likely, it probably wouldn't have happened that way. You know, but thank God they they made it on the second try, and then you hell know, yeah, shit, here we are. On, on That's no just always a blessing, don't you think? Like when you <laughs> yeah. hear stories about like, because I'd be like thinking I'm going through shit, and then my yeah. mom be like, "Well, I lived in a casa de carbon." Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, don't make me feel like shit. And then you put it in person. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Why you gotta go say all that, dog? And then, like, <laughs> I remember, like, when I was, like, doing, like, like just stupid shit, she'll be like, well, when I cross the border, I'll be like, okay. There it goes. I fucking get it. I get it. Did you, I get it. Were you a bad kid growing up? Yeah. Like I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't a, yeah, I mean, a, I mean, like, what do you define bad? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think every teenager goes through a shit, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, was I gangbanging? No, I love the idea of it. I love yeah. the idea of it. Before <laughs> you were a graffer? Uh, nah, man. I wanted I wanted a straight gangbang. Like, uh -huh. it was, it, I wanted to just go straight into it. But you know, luckily, man, I ended up you know playing basketball like in in, in my junior high, like which kind of took me away from that shit. Uh -huh. And then uh, yeah, man. So I just started playing basketball throughout like my uh, you know junior high, high school. Then I started DJing when I was like fifteen. And then you know tenth grade, it was like a rap. It was well, like that was it. That was it. Tenth grade is it. <laughs> yeah, that you was didn't it. finish high school. Nah, nah. Not like at the time. Not yeah. at the time. And no. when when. When you were DJing, that was what you were born in '85, so that was yeah, what early. I, was, I mean, for late '90s, maybe like 2000. Like, 2000. This was like 2000. I was already DJing. Like I had my own club in Simi Valley called Tequila Room. Your and own club. Yeah, I was 15 and I had my own club. I was 15. Okay, first of all, I was promoting it. I was oh, promoting it. Okay, I didn't own my own club. I was club. like, no, this, no, no. the California laws changed. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. As a, as a, you know, like as a, as a, as a DJ, you know, club owners, they give you like a club to promote for the week or whatever yeah. the case. And so you had your own club. Yeah. So I, you know, so I was running and promoting my own club at 15. We're not gonna say the, we're not gonna say the, the, the club owner's name. He might go to jail. Nah, yeah, he might go to jail. <laughs> nah, nah, but, but that shit was fun. Oh, uh, so you didn't do the party crew shit? Like you, I did, you I did, did. I did, and and that was earlier. I was like maybe 11. 12, but you got to think about it though. I was a, like a overly mature 11, 12 year old. Yeah, fact. Okay. You yes. know, I was, I, I was a lot old, like I looked a lot older. I, you know, I was around all the homies that were 16, 17. So but by the time I was 11, dog, I was already DJing for them at house parties. And then I was partying, doing all the rebel shit. You what know? was your, what was your set looking like? Dog, I, oh, dog. What'd you five have? Five crates. I had five crates. I mean, obviously I had like 
legendary hip hop shit, right? Like yeah. that was out at the time, you know. <sighs> but I also had like, uh, you know, like when I used to do like the rebel parties, I had all my all my DJ Irene, all my, you know, what I'm saying like all the all that crazy stuff, dog. You and know? you were like out of bandos at 11 year old, just going stupid and while yeah. bitches shaking my, ass. My first gig was about these when I was 11 years old. <laughs> About diesel? Yeah, the I roll up, I roll up with my little. How much are you charging at this at the time? I was getting paid forty five dollars to DJ for six hours. <laughs> but at eleven years old, that is amazing. I was oh dog, you kidding me? I was at fucking Kmart with that dog. Like I, I used to go to like factory to you, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what that is. Before, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 2000 yeah. when you were DJing. No, you know what fucking Fayas Paredes is. Well, it's the same company, perro. Family. Okay, yeah. So before it used to be called Family Bargain. Okay, and okay. It, and then so, it got turned into a Fayas Paredes. Okay, so I know what Fayas Paredes is. Yeah, same same company. Same dog. company. Same company. It's like Ross and like fucking, what was the other one? Uh, um, Burlington or whatever the fuck. Well, uh, fucking, um, what is it? Marshalls. Yeah, Marshalls. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's same family. Okay. Bro. Same family and shit. So you're. First gig is about Tiso. Yeah. And you're what, 11, 11, 11 12? Years, about 11 years old. Okay, and then... 12 years old. And then when was your first house party? Was it like... Immediately within like 12, 12 13, I, you know, like that's around that time that I was like, okay, cool, I want to start really doing this shit, you know? And what's the situation with your family? Is your mom, your mom not and your dad not tripping about like you just randomly leaving that fucking in yeah. the night? Yeah, yeah, but that, you know, like at the same time, like, you know, I mean, like, you got to think about it. By the time I was nine, I was like selling, you know, like I used to go to a 99 cent store and with like, if I had four bucks, right, I would go and get two six packs and then I'd go to the market and get me churros and my mom would make them for me. So then I'd be at the park slanging that shit like at soccer games. So I was making 50 bucks in one day off of four bucks. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they knew that the hustle was there for me. They knew I was wanted to do it. So DJing for me was like, Fuck it. If he's going to DJ and be at a, at a party, I'd rather him do that than run around in the fucking streets. Oh, okay, okay. So they were... They would encourage it. Would you, would you, would you allow your kids to go to a house party and There'd DJ? There'd be no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be no way, dog. That's Especially I'm, not no, fucking he, DJ. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, no. He's a living. What the fuck does he know? But I had all the hits, bro. You, you had know all the hits. Yeah. And you were, you were put up on game very young. Hell yeah. There was, oh, my God. Was yeah. there ever a crazy situation during the party scene that you... Maybe the cops got raided and you're like, what the fuck is this 11-year-old? Because 15, no. even, even 14, even 13 sounds normal. Yeah. But at 11 years old at a yeah. fucking abandoned sounds kind of crazy. Yeah, no, it doesn't. You know what? I mean, that's the whole thing is that, I mean, we were talking like late, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. So it was like, it was a little different, dog. You know, and plus like, hey, I'm just DJing. It was 10 o'clock, so it wasn't like it was too crazy, you know? So it, it, but never did it happen where I had cops talk to me. Like I had crazier shit happen than cops talk to me. Like fucking gunshots going off, and that shit was a norm. Every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ain't no fuck. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then everybody's cool. All right, cool. There was the music back on, you know. And and then that was it, bro. You know. Did people ever like question you while you're walking in? Like, who the fuck is this little? Who little every, brother every is this? And then they just see you go on the turntable and start fucking it up. Every time. So you were very, you were very up, up on game at a young age. Hell yeah! So that was from the age of what, like 13, 13 or fifteen yeah, is 13, when you're going. 15. You're doing and the DJ yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm you're doing the DJ playing shit. Playing basketball. I'm playing basketball. I'm kind of leaving basketball already. Like I was really into basketball. I did traveling basketball. Like they took like really good care of me. One of my claims to fame is that I beat Jordan Farmar uh, at a championship game <laughs> in the basketball league. So, Who's that? Jordan Farmer, he's played for the Lakers. So that's my that's like my claim to fame in basketball. You know, that that's my Al Bundy moment, dog. You know what I'm saying? That's my greatest story. But uh yeah, so at 15, I'm playing basketball, doing all that shit. And uh, you know, I started leaving it, and then that's when I got uh 
I had my own club, and then I wanted to start producing. I was like, man, I want to start making beats. And I was already kind of rapping with the homies a little bit, you know? So uh, my dad and my uncle ended up building me a studio inside the garage. Wow. And you got to remember, dog, this is like when I'm, it's either I'm at home doing this or I'm out, you know, getting arrested or taking, you know, my sister's G-Ride and fucking doing donuts in front of the school. Like, I was doing that kind of shit, right? Okay, so it's either your parents were like, fuck, he doesn't want to go to school. Yeah. It's either we we don't support him and yeah. he goes, yeah. fuck around. And yeah. obviously at the time, gangbanging was at its, Hell yeah. at its I mean, crazy it was, peak. It was it, it was on a small decline in, the, in, in, in those 2000s. It wasn't, like, as prevalent as it is maybe in the 90s or as it is now. Uh-huh. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as crazy. I mean, it was still active, dog. I mean, you know, I mean, nonetheless, I mean, it's 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 always some sort of activity. Yeah. And if you're putting yourself in positions, then you're going to see the activity. Yeah, you yeah. Know, if you're at so, home, you ain't going to see none of the shit. Exactly. Know? So you're doing that shit, and then they build you the studio. And then they build me a studio, dog. And, and it they, was like, that was that was the... She wrote. Yeah, that was like, okay, cool. Because my parents saw that I wanted to be creative ever since I was like five, six yeah. years old, you know? Like, they knew that creativity was there. So when I got my studio, I remember my dad... Um, I told him, like, hey, use your credit. I'm going to pay for an MPC, like a beat maker, an MPC 2000 XL. which Like was the like, ones that you... Yeah, the pads, you uh-huh. know? And these are, like, machines that only studios have at this time mm. or, 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 like, really prominent producers that know what the fuck they're doing, right? Um, I was lucky enough to have one of my boys uh, teach me how to use it. Uh, his name's Chuck He at the time. Um, I used to leave my, you know, my school to go to his house and learn that shit. Like, you know, I take the bus. And anyways, I got mine. I had my studio. And I started making beats. So I, like for just homies on the block and dudes that I knew wanted to rap or, you know, the word got around that I was making beats. I completely stopped DJing at that point. I was like, I'm done. I want to, I want, this is what the fuck I want to do. So I'm doing beats and I'm doing all that shit. And uh, it, it just kind of morphed into like, you know what, dog? I was like, man, all of these dudes are whack. They can't rap. So you're wasting good beats on whack rappers. What I thought were good beats. Right? <laughs> what I thought were good. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to rap on my own shit. And then so I, that's when I started writing my own stuff. And then uh, within, I want to say, three or four years, like, I got signed. And then I was, like, I had my first song on the radio. Felly Flow was, a per, like, first person to ever play my record. Okay, so the first record ever played on the radio was off a garage. It was, uh, yeah, I did that in the garage. Okay, and that, what was that song called? That was called Certified Kush. And then you didn't go as Concrete at the moment. Nah, I used to go as Beretta. Beretta. Wow. Yeah. Where, where, <laughs> fucking random. I mean, I mean, it's as random as, like, you know, anything else. But when you spit 16 bars, a gun spits 16 bullets. So I rap uh, like a whole... Oh, oh, wow. You know okay, so, so that you... was a correlation to it. Nothing <laughs> nothing super creative. I'm, like, 19. I'm trying to figure it out. No, but I'm you just know? like, Beretta? Like, I'm... Yeah. I, I, I know <laughs> what you mean, my, the gun No, but thing, let me but... tell you, my names have always, like... Been, not, like, hella fucking like, random. Weird. Yeah, because, like, Beretta, like, whenever people, like, at the time would Google me, they're like, a bunch of guns come up. I was like, fuck. <laughs> See what I, was, like, I knew I was it was like, a gun. I'm just like... I was like, how are you spelling it, you know? So yeah, that was my first time ever having my song on the radio. Dude was like, I think I was nineteen twenty, and it was uh, a record called Certified Kush. At the time, I was uh, I was signed to Sean and Lewis and Steve LaBelle, which at the same time, you know, I was there like me me and Nipsey got signed the same week. Okay, so I seen an interview where yeah, you went to go meet Steve LaBelle, uh-huh. and then he was like, Hey, I want to sign you. But let me play you this kid. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Do they? Sean, okay, so Sean, so Sean and the story. Lewis, yeah, Sean and Lewis. Uh, shout out to Sean and Lewis. Those are my boys right there, bro. They, you know, shout out to my boy Big Boy, which put me on to them. Um, they had heard a record of mine, and they were like, "Yo, we want we want to see if we can manage you. We want you to come and meet Steve." And I was like, at the time, I was like, you know, I didn't I didn't really know the ins and outs of the business, the and business, the, yeah, the who's who of it, you know. 
And uh, he was like, yeah, man, you know, you know, Steve LaBelle, he's managed Mariah, Bone Thugs, and all kinds. I was like, yeah. So you're Gasta. I'm gassed up, dog. I'm fucking you're dog. You're the man. Oh, I go back to the hood with the homies, and I'm like, you fools don't even fucking know, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't even know what's about to happen. And then, so I, I remember, you know, they gave me an address to like somewhere in Thousand Oaks at the time, and and you busted there. Oh, dog, I fucking. Did you take the bus there? No, no, hell no. Well, I had a car at the time. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So what I'm saying, is, okay, let's backtrack real quick. How did your song from a garage? Get in the hands of Feli Fell and on the radio. How did how did that happen? Well, well, well the record, uh, the first record that I did was uh, that it was called Industry Beefs, and it was like a record that just got hood famous. And I was talking about beefs between, you know, uh, Game and Fifty, and you know, Dre and Easy at the time, and it was called Industry Beefs, right? Uh -huh. So that record got really, it got like hood recognition uh -huh. all over the valley. Like off the trunk shit. Yeah, it was okay. off the trunk, right? So everybody knew about the record. And then so my my boy Biggie gave my new record. No, no, my boy Biggie gave that record to Steve, uh, to Steve and Sean and Lewis. Oh, wow. So shout out your boy. He really yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy Big Boy. That's my dude right there. That's yeah, my yeah. boy. He rocking me forever, dog. Yeah. And then so he gave the record to them and they were like, yo, we need to get this kid in here. So then that's when I go meet Steve LaBelle. Okay. And I'm walking into the house and I'm seeing all these plaques and I'm like, oh shit, this fool. Okay. You're 19, 18 at the moment. I'm like maybe, yeah, maybe 19, 20, something okay, like okay. that, dog. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm still a kid and shit. You know, so I'm looking at all these fucking plaques. I'm like, all right, cool, this is cool. You know, he, he takes me to the garage and he's playing my record. He's like, yo, I love that shit. I was like, cool, man. He's all like, um, I'm thinking about signing a couple dudes right now, and you know, like I like your music and you know probably want to sit here and develop you a little bit more before we do like a release and I was like, all right cool whatever you know he was like but I want to play you this this dude that I that I just found too he's like let me he's like let me know what you think and he's playing this record and it's a cover and he has this dude on there and it's like a, I, I think maybe it was like three or four dudes and then he was like the record's called Bullets ain't got no names and I was like all right cool he plays it his name's Nipsey Hustle and I was like all right cool play that shit and that sh the the record was out of here bro yeah. And then that record became one of his biggest like street records as well. Like, wow! One of the first records that really like people recognized him for and knew him for. It was called Bulletin Got No Names. And the first time I ever heard that record was in Steve's car, and he was like, "I'm about to sign this dude." So me and so me and me and Nip got signed like almost simultaneously. So you guys were like industry brothers, like like label brothers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could say that. Yeah, I mean, you could say that. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, we used to go to his shows and, you know what I'm saying, like support. I mean, obviously, he had all his boys there, fucking 50 dudes. And, yeah, you know, yeah, it was yeah. like the whole hood was there type yeah, of shit, you know. So it was kind of cool to see that, you know, to see that happen. Because you were, because a lot of people don't know these little stories. Like, example, like, yeah. like who knew that Steve like, like just, just just real quick example. Like, if yeah. you would have been like, oh, it's an okay record, he might have not signed them. Like, not, I'm not saying you mm -hmm. had that power, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, these yeah. crazy little stories mean yeah. so fucking much. Where yeah. it's like... And it's the people like my boy Big Boy to take that record and to know when to give it to that dude and all these yeah. little things that have to happen for uh -huh. shit like that to really come about, you know? So you get signed, and once... When do you start seeing the... The, 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 the fucking... Like, because you went from... Oh, being hood famous and being having a hood yeah. hit record to now you're in these buildings with these industry people that exactly that however yeah. far I carry Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, so like when it is really it really kicked in when like I, I I did a record with like Crazy Bone, right? Like because at the time they were like Steve was managing Steve and Sean and like they were managing the Bone Thugs, right? Mm -hmm. And I think they still do if, if I'm not mistaken. But so at the time I I was you know again man I'm around these dudes and shit like we're kicking in the studio and I'm just dying to get on a record. And I'm dying. Like, I'm dying for them to call my number. You know what I'm saying? And what people don't understand is it's rare for a Latino Mexican kid to be in these circles. To be in these circles. At that time, and too. Then, <laughs> and then you're not from the average 
place. You're mm. from the San Fernando Valley, which is where yeah. if, if stop me if I'm wrong, but it's like usually they'll get a kiss strictly from LA, South Central, Compton, yeah, these yeah, areas. For sure. yeah, but for you sure. being you were really a rare breed. Like Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was yeah, I was I was the dude from the valley. You know, I was, from I was, the valley, huh? I was the dude from the valley, you know. Mm. So and, and, and and that's just how it was. But I was I was dying to get like my number called, you know. Yeah. And I remember I was uh I was just at the house. I had just got home from work. I, I think I was fucking doing some tow trucking or some shit at the time. I was and then my boy Sean calls me. He's like, yo, uh, I'm right here in the studio with Crazy Bone. He wants you to come and uh, drop a verse on this record called Hollywood. And I'm like, dog, stop playing for you. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to take a nap. When I hung up on him, <laughs> I hung up on his ass. And he calls me back. He's like, yo, I'm not playing, dog. I was like, I, I need you to come down to Burbank right now. We're at Encore Studios. You need to come down. And I said, bro, like, stop fucking with me, bro. I don't got time for this, bro. And I was, I was kind of getting upset because he had fucked with me before, right? And I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. Third time, it's Crazy Bone. Hey. I was like, hello? I was like, who's this? He's like, man, it's Cray. I was like, Crazy Bone? He's like, yeah, BT and H. I was like, oh, shit. He's like, come down to Burbank right now, man. He's 16. I said, dog, I'm fucking there. Before I, even, before I finish, that motherfucker got hung up. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Sean... For cry to the wolf plenty of times and you were like fucker. Yeah. Like you know that that saying where it's like yeah. you keep fucking me and, and when and sometimes it's more like you know like, like you're the new be in the in, yeah. the in the city and I'm and and, and I'm kind of impatient at this time like I'm I'm 20 years old I'm impatient I'm hot headed I think I I think I'm I'm making it you know like the cockiness is kicking in a little bit and yeah. you start getting this kind of vibe and really unhealthy shit when you're trying to make it in the industry right. Facts. Um, and then so I go and do this record man I'm just in the studio and this is the first time I had ever seen like what I would consider a professional in the booth, you know? And here I am, 20 years old, man, watching Crazy Bone drop, like, a whole verse, and then he's, like, how he's layering shit, and he's not writing, he doesn't have a pen, he's just, he'd be like, okay, cool, rewind it, and he'd be like, and then he would punch in and be like, and I was like, and he's building this whole shit in front of me, like Can you give me a good example of Like Legos, like Legos, like Legos, you know what I'm saying? He's just like, he'll say one little line, and then he'll make the dude rewind it, and then he'll hear it, and then he'll be like, all right, cool, press record. And then he'll say his next line. So there's no writing. It was just like on the spot. Like punching in. Just punching in the whole time. And I'm like, and then he's, and then not only that, but once he finished the verse, now he has to go back and harmonize this shit. So then it's layers upon layers. And though you're, like, you're talking about 40 tracks just for one I, verse. I think you've made a skit about them in the studio, and you, you killed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. you worked. But, yeah. but I, yeah. I would have never. I thought, I, obviously, I've worked with you. I've been around you for yeah. a while. Where I know your, your knowledge and love for hip-hop. Yeah, but I would have, like, I remember we had this little conversation, obviously. But I never knew. Like, I remember it took... When I remember you made the skit and then I seen you and I was like, oh, that was perfect. He was like, because I was there when he made that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's so fucking crazy. Yeah, I was I was there. He recorded, um, like, he used to pick me and Sean up to go to studio sessions here in, like, North Hollywood, Burbank mm -hmm. area. And, you know, one of them, we went, I, I, you know, they picked me up. And I'm just in the backseat again. Dude, I'm just minding my own bits. I'm just dying to get on, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just chilling, you know what I'm saying? So you're waiting for the number <laughs> yeah, to be called. I'm waiting for the number to be called. And they take me to the studio and it's Camillioners in there. Who? Chameleonaire. I don't know who that is. You don't know Chameleonaire? No. Uh, Riding Dirty. Okay, fuck off, Josh. Wanna ride and ride? <laughs> yeah, right? I was born in fucking 2000, right? <laughs> and I'm first generation, okay? Yeah, yeah. So I go in the studio, right? And, uh, you know, Crazy Bone's doing his thing. You know, he's drinking, I guess, his hand. He's smoking his blunt or whatever. And I'm, and I'm kind of tripping out because, you know, Chameleonaire ain't doing none of those things. You know, he's he's not smoking, he's not drinking, and like he'd offered him, like, you know, crazy would offer him something. He'd be like, nah, I'm good, dog. 
And you know, at the time, at the time, I'm thinking like, ah, square. <laughs> I was like, ah, what about ratty dirty? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but he was just really there, you know. And you know, I take care of business, and that was my first glimpse of like the industry. Like, you know, there's 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 two broad aspects of this shit. You know, there's the person that drinks a little bit to get vibe and, and all that shit, and then there's a person that's like, nah, I'd rather do it focused. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And 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 I was able to see that, and I was able to appreciate both of them because they were just as both as talented. Yeah. And I was like, look, like, I, I was able to see both spectrums and be like, that's dope. That's dope to see those guys work. And uh, I think uh, that record was, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's called Tax Collector or something like that or so, like something like that. But it was like a second record that they did after writing Dirty. And I was there for that one too, so it was dope to kind of see like crazy work and and really put the pen to the paper type of shit, you know. And at the moment, when do you start working? When is it full time music? I think you start. I'm I'm, I'm doing full time music the, most of the time. Even when I'm working, dog, I was doing full time music. I got fired from a thousand jobs, bro, because if anybody would call me like, "Yo, man, come to the studio," I'd be like, "I gotta go." I would I was I, I never let a job hold me back. That was yeah. that, that was one thing about me, and, and and I burned a lot of bridges in 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 the job industry because of that, right? But yeah. I was just like I knew what I wanted, dog. I and, and I never, nothing, no disrespect like to people that hold the job. But I'm just that ain't me. My 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 mind was like I wanted yeah. to be creative, you know. And then um, so that happened, and that's your early twenties, right? That's your, my early twenties. That's yeah. your early twenties. And when does when do you start touring and all that shit? Because I know you. I started touring when I met my boy Full Clip. Um, I was already doing shows. I you know I I had already done you know Key Club, you know uh, House of Blues, all the shows like here, like in, in the, like like the Viper Room, all the big clubs here in LA at the time. I had already done them, you know. And you're like opening up for Bone Thugs. I'm opening up for Bone Thugs, you know, uh, uh, DJ Quick. I mean, name it, two short, name all the guys. So I was yeah. I was opening up for all of them right here in LA, you know, and San Diego, and you know, doing a couple of tours here and there with some rock bands and shit. Uh, so then I I meet my boy in 2006, I believe. He he's actually a fan. And he came to my show. Full and clip. Full clip. Yeah. Okay. My boy full clip. And he had a big old weed shirt that lit up. And this is during the time that my song, Certified Kush, is on the radio. Right? So he's a fan. I, I see him and I spot him. I'm like, yo, I got to take a picture with you after this shit. Right? This is when there's not camera phones like that. We're, we're still taking pictures on, like, cameras. Oh you know what cameras, I'm saying? Literally. Actual cameras. A digital stuff. camera. A digital camera, right? Wow. So, you know, we take a picture and he's like, yo, man, like, dude, like, you know, like at the time I was living in Palmdale. He's like, do I live in Lancaster? Well, if you ever need a studio, let me know. And I was like, cool, man. Yeah, man, we'll link up. Hey, man, here's my number, whatever, you know? Uh, and man, dude, it went from me being as, like, me just meeting him one day to me not leaving his house, man. We got so much work done in the matter of, like, two years before he passed away in 2008. Wow. Um, and that was, like, my brother, dog. Like, we developed such a relationship in, in, in like, two or three years that, Wherever you saw him, you saw me for those three years. He was the one that was your hype man. He was the one that was my hype man. And he and was my manager. And he was kind of like my co-managing with me and Sean and Lewis. And he was more like my day-to-day. Day-to-day. You know? He was more like my day-to-day. And at the moment, he's going on tour with you and everything. He's going on tour, dog. He's getting me all the shows. He's 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 doing a lot for me, dog. He's recording my album. He's getting the mix and master. He's doing a lot for me, like, on, on that. And, I mean, l- literally, dog, day-to-day. He was, he was my 40 to a Drake. You know what I'm saying? And he, at this time, you're with, you're, that's when you're kicking it with Baby Bashing them? Uh, I was already opening up for Baby Bash. Okay. Yeah. Like, 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 Baby Bash knew who I was, but we weren't like boys, boys yet. Like, we just knew who we were, like, like mutually. You know what I'm saying? This is around the time when, like, Omar Cruz was out and, you know, like, Rich Rocca from the Bay Area was popping off and all these kind of, like, we're all kind of like bubbling around the same time. Like even the YGs, the Kendricks of the world. Like I remember going to parties where, 
you know, Kendrick would be in a cypher killing it for 35 minutes, dog. Wow. You know, like me and Kendrick were like, you know, like we used to do the same shows. You know what I'm saying? Like open and shit. The same little shows, like the same little rinky dink shows, you know? Damn. So a lot of these dudes, like I, I, I grew up with them, but we all kind of went in like different directions, you know? Different like, directions. Everybody, you know, like unfortunately for Nipsey, like he was doing well and, you know, like I, I remember I hit him up on Instagram and, you know, he was cool with everything and he was like, yeah, man, what's up, man? I hope you're doing good. I was like, oh, cool, man. I hope you're doing good too type of shit, you know? But everybody kind of went their own way, you know? And obviously Kendrick became a fucking megastar and, Mega you know, uh, Nipsey became a fucking a martyr kind of deal, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. just huge, you know, like type of, type and of vibe. You're, and so your brother passed away 2008 and you're not feeling music no more? Nah, I'm done with it. I'm, I'm completely done with it because I'm seeing like, you know, like when you're 20 years old, dog, and 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 like a lot, like you know, 20, 22 years old, like and everything's coming at you pretty quick, and you know, you're starting to get a little bit of bread, you're starting to get recognition, people are starting to recognize you, and you know, like the jealousy comes into play, dog. You start seeing how your homeboys, and you know, you gotta think about it too. These dudes are 22, 21, like they don't know how to act. You know, they don't know how to some some don't know how to show support. You know what I'm saying? Instead of showing support, they they start like pushing you away, like it's my fault that I'm doing something good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you start feeling that jealousy from people, dog. And I didn't want no part of it no more. I was like, man, I'm seeing the dirty side of this shit. I'm done. Now, child, I know how it feels. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you know, like, like you feel me, dog. You yeah, know. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta maintain your focus and not let any of that shit kind of get to you. But I kind of left music for that reason. I was done with the charade of trying to be this person that I, I wasn't, because I wasn't a gangster. I, I, I wasn't gangbanging, but I was doing records that were essentially either glorifying that shit or talking about experiences that I knew from my homeboys, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I was like, man, I'm, I'm so kind of cool So you were a cool great storyteller. Yeah, bro. I mean, you could say that I was a great storyteller, but at the same time, I mean, I, I, mean, I, mean, I went through my shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, no, There no, were no. situations that I got into that were gangster, but I wasn't from a hood, so it's yeah. a lot different, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. It's a lot different from doing gangster shit and being in a gang, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And I got into some gangster shit, but I wasn't from a gang. But, you know, so I, I, I was done with that shit 2000 and maybe like eight or nine. Uh, could have been 2010, and then that's when I started. Just I was like, man, I want to start doing like, I want to start doing something. And you know, music videos was like music videos, and then I got into a podcasting. Wow, so you were podcasting, but at the time, yeah, but at the time it was called internet radio. Like people didn't know, like there were the word podcast wasn't around like that yet. It was, I, I mean, it might have been out, but nobody was really talking like podcast shit, you know. So it was more like internet radio, and I was doing it at LA Talk Live, and then I went to Pocos Puerto Locos with EW and Cooley, and I was there for like two years with them. And you know, when do you when do you start filming music videos? Two thousand like eleven, two thousand ten. And how did that come about? I think I heard a story. Yeah, I was I got, watching the, the you were at a regular job. I was at a regular job and I got fired. I was doing accounting for Fayas Paredes. <laughs> <laughs> I full circle. Full, I conned my way sick into a job, dog. You know, like because I got it, like I got that job from like one of those uh, like temp agencies, right? Yeah. So like you know when they tell you like, well, what do you know how to do? And there's this carpentry, yup. Electrician, yup. Accounting, yup. <laughs> Administration, yup. I didn't know how to do any of that shit, right? So I get the job, and then I get fired within like, I don't know, maybe two, three months, dog. And I had my last little check. It was like 800 bucks. And I told my girl, I was like, you know what? I want to start shooting music videos or little documentaries for all these artists that I know. Because at the time, I, I already knew all these dudes that I, that I was like, man, I know I can get these dudes to maybe give me a couple hundred bucks to shoot a music video. So I bought a little HD camera at Curacao with credit, <laughs> you know? And the fucking rest is history, dog. Like, with that, I, I shot music videos for 10, 12 years and still doing it now to this day. Yeah, I just seen that one. You know, so it, it's, it's, 
it's been fun, dude. I mean, I've seen the world through a lens, dog. I, I, I can honestly say that was probably the best thing I could have done in my 20s, dog. Because I don't think, like, I don't know if music would have done it like that, you know? I don't know if I would have been like a megastar or like nation, you know, even nation. I, I think I would have been like. Well, who knows, right? Who knows, bro? I mean, yeah, dog, who knows? Yeah, definitely who knows? Because, I mean, again, dude, you know, I was one of the first dudes here in the Valley around that time to have a song on the radio. So it was kind of like, I was one of the first of its kind even for that, you know? And that was cool for me. I was like, damn. And it was kind of like, all right, cool. Like, I did it. Now what? I set that goal when I was 15 and I did it when I was 20. It was kind of like, I did it in five years. Okay, cool. Now what? And then, and you know, doing a remember at the time, bro, having a song on the radio meant something. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I was gonna say. Cause I know now it's like it's it, it, now having a radio that blows up on TikTok is something. It's something. So at the moment, you know? you're really this. You're probably. I'm not saying you're the first Latino because because obviously there's other Latinos. Yeah, of course. But though. but you're the first of a a very unique descent that now the world is super used to, like first generation. Yeah. Like, like people yeah. don't understand, like people might not understand. To, I explain that all the time where yeah. I were like, I didn't grow up on Snoop Dogg, dog. Yeah. Like my Chicano homies, like, like I feel like I'm more paisa than I am because yeah. like. Yeah, me too. me too. And obviously like, I was, like like you, I was raised in LA, like um, with the areas where, where it's like, we weren't, my, my mom, like my homies' moms be like boogie. Yeah. My mom dances rock and espanol like a fuck. My mom loves mosh pity. <laughs> you told me. Yeah, yeah, she loves cumbias. Yeah. She she's they she's yeah. she's the total opposite of what yeah. people because I know I know what people see, which is the which is, which is the beautiful culture. The yeah. the Chicano culture is an amazing culture. I know we both have it yeah. in our in our in, in our in our way of living somehow, but mm -hmm. People don't understand that like, your first language wasn't English. Nah, man, it was Spanish. It bro. was Spanish. <laughs> yeah. You were an ESL kid. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, me up too. Up until like sixth grade, dog. <laughs> up until like six. Up until like four months ago, dog. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're like, and then people go like, oh well, then how do you know? I'm like, because of the cultures we were raised around. Like, yeah. So example, like, so I know it was very rare to see somebody like you be on the radio, like, because your mom could have gone to your show and not understood a fucking word. Oh yeah. And they and my parents didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. My, my my mom still. My parents like they like. I, I think now they understand the accomplishment, but at at the time they were like, Ah, está bien, te están tocando tu canción, qué bonito. And I was like, No, you don't get it. Like, you don't understand. I'm on the fucking LA radio, like second biggest market in the nation. We dictate music in this. Like, it's LA radio. It's like you don't. And like at the time, Power 106 was the the, the mega. The mega radio station. It was like if you weren't listening to Power, bro, what the fuck were you doing? What the fuck were you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like that was like being on TikTok every morning like, or, or Instagram. Like, every morning you would listen to Power 106 to see what the fuck's going on. Yeah, that was our thing. You know, my parents. You know, they would watch Univision, Despierta America. For me, it was Power 106. Okay, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Is that, so that's what I'm saying. Like that, that accomplishment was crazy. But yeah. obviously, your boy passed away, and you felt kind of like there's no more. There was no motivation towards it no more. Nah. And then you went back to doing regular shit. I went back to doing what I what, what was my first love, which was acting. With acting, okay. Which was like filmmaking and, and 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 being creative, right? And then you get a camera from your first chick. Yeah. You do, you like how you say you seen the world through a lens. Mm -hmm. You started working from artists from I know you've you've done shit with MC Magic. Yeah. You've done shit with the Marley Brothers. Yeah. And how was like doing that, going from being. The next up to being the behind the camera, how was that? Uh, like mentally, a mental thing. Because I know you went from... Well, at the, 
in the beginning, it was like difficult. Cool. It was, it was, it, I, I was cool because I was like, man, I just get to be like, I, I don't have to worry about. I, I'm just being creative, right? And then as I'm going, like five years into it, I'm like, okay, cool, this is cool. I'm starting to travel a lot, dog. You know, I've been to Europe, South America, like all this shit, right? But then I'm like, I'm starting to see like that I'm becoming like I'm getting older now, and I'm not like as as pop as pop cultured as I thought I'd be. And I'm seeing all this shit. I'm seeing all these rappers, and I'm like, Yo, and and, and I'm start I'm starting to see some of these rappers bubble, and I'm competitive. It has nothing to do with them. I'm competitive. I'm just like, he made it. Oh come on, dog. I I got this. <laughs> You know, and I would always just bite my tongue and not and not want to do music. No, I was just kind of like, fuck it. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna do music, and I, I it was kind of like jaded. I was jaded with it, you know. But seeing other guys make it, you know, I was like, oh yeah, fool, I could totally. Because I consider myself to be a hit maker. Like I consider myself to 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 be a person that can make good fucking records. You know, good what I'm saying? records, yeah. Good like radio records. You know what I'm saying? Despite me being first like Mexican American. Yeah, that, I, just making great records. Fuck, you were good at music. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And that's hell what a lot of people aren't good at. People are good at rapping. People are good at making beats. But you were good at music. But then there's making records. There's make exactly. That's what I'm saying. Then you're, there's making a record. You're good at your versatile. Like yeah. your versatility is huge. And then, so you do that. You're filming. And when does the IG comedy come along? The IG comedy call or acting just in general. Well, acting. I mean, I was I was acting all through the time when I was doing. The, the music videos from 2010 till 2000 and what like uh, 18 you know so then I'm acting I'm doing I mean I used to be like on Wilfred I I, I got some commercials I, I you know I was did a couple movies here and there some TV shows um, and then I, I wasn't really taking it seriously I was booking shit but I, I was still kind of like man like this shit like the money's so far in between dog that I could I could do go do go do like three or four music videos right now and make a, a few grand you know like why am I yeah. do this you know so and in 2018, I'm shooting a music video for Sagan and uh, Compton Menace. Wow. I heard this story. The story's amazing, by the way. It's amazing, but it's yeah. fucked up. It's fucked up, right? But it's amazing because <laughs> it has amazing. a great turnout, right? So I'm fucking shooting this music video for Compton Menace and Sagan. And, and, and for people who don't know who Sagan is, he's one of the biggest artists, like, like in, in California. I mean, in the United in States. Amer yeah. In Latin Europe. America, he's... Yeah. Europe. He's that like, guy, he's, like... Yeah. He's, he's filling up 30,000 state, no, I'm filling 30,000 people stadiums. Like and he's, easy. and he, he, real rapper shit, real cypher shit. Yeah, real, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real no, raw yeah, music. Yeah, he's on, he's on. So I'm shooting this music video and we're down to the last scene, dog. Down to the last scene. And we pull up to the Miracle Lights, to the Miracle Mile Lights right there off of Fairfax. On Wilshire. On Wilshire and Fairfax, right? So we park the truck. I grab my camera, just one camera, one lens. I leave all my equipment in the truck. We leave to take the shot. We go right around the corner. 15 minutes tops, dog. By the time we get back, everything is gone. Everything is gone. Everything is gone. You Duno, know, everything is gone. You're like in a van, like in a, like. Yes, a, yes. Like Just, a white van? Yeah, like everything is gone. And you forgot to lock it or they broke in or what was the situation? They just, they just got into it, dog. I don't. I mean, if I, I mean, if I could tell you how they got in, bro, I, I don't know. I think they popped it. I don't know. Whatever the case. Forty thousand dollars worth of equipment. Yeah, but you know, emotionally, it was like a million dollars, dog. <laughs> <laughs> when you where was there like a, like obviously at the moment, Shekan and Compton Menace are doing better than you. A lot better. A lot better. So were they like, it's okay, dog? But you're like, no, it's not. This is my fucking job. 
This is my life. This is I mean, feet. I think, yeah, I mean, I think, and then, you know, I think Sakan lost like a gold chain because he had left it in his backpack. He lost his iPad and he had a bunch of records written in there. So, like, everybody lost a little bit, right? But I took the biggest hit because it was all my gear, bro. Like, this was everything. I had a hard drive in there in my backpack from two music videos that I had shot in Honduras that we spent 20000 on. That that the that the people had paid twenty thousand for and those really can we name the people you lost their music videos? Yeah, El Chevo. He knows. He knows. I mean, obviously. How'd you approach him about like? Hey, oh the- my god! Oh my god! I don't even remind me. <laughs> nah, tell me the story. Dog, I'm calling him and I'm like, hey man. He, no, because they knew like, oh yeah, qué pasó, man. And I was like, yeah, me robaron todas las cosas, manito. And he was like, qué pasó? And I was like, pues me robaron todo, pero te quiero decir que. Dog, your hard drives were in there. No me digas, no me digas. What do you mean? I was like, dude, I'm sorry, dog. dude. But you know, at the time, I'm going full, full blown depression, dog. You're one end life, dog. This is everything I've been working for for, for the you. last ten years, bro. Everything gone in fifteen minutes. Wow. I'm in hard depression, dog. I. Look, dog, I posted a video on social media. This is, and, you know, keep in mind, I didn't have a lot of followers. I had a few, maybe two, 3,000 followers, but it was all industry friends, right? It was all industry people. And, you know, I used to post pictures like me at the Mona Lisa, traveling, taking pictures, shooting music. I'm in London. I'm in fucking sweet. All this shit, right? Ten likes. Ten likes, bro. I post this video, and I even posted it in black and white. Just to, keep, just, 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 to give, just to give it, just to give it some dr- dramatic effect. So, and I'm, and, 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 and in the video, I'm like, hey, man, uh, they jacked my shit. If anybody has any, uh, any, any, any clue. And this is early Instagram. No, this is 2018 when I, when, you know, when they stole my shit. So I do this video on Instagram and I'm like, if anybody knows anything, man, I promise you're not ratting. And I'm. I, dude, this is the most vulnerable I had ever been on social media. Like, at this point, dog, fuck it. It doesn't matter no more. I'm laying it all on social media. Black and white filter. So you even got creative in your depression video. Yeah, with my depression. <laughs> I was like, hopefully somebody sees this video and they're like, just give him his shit back, right? So nothing ever happens, bro. And, and you know, again, dog, I'm, I'm like, where do I go? Nobody's calling me for music videos because I don't have equipment. The only people that really looked out for me was my boy, um, you know, my cousin, Burst Rock, and the whole 27 Junkies people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Kaz, Caveman, Burst Rock, the whole 27 Junkies family, they came together and, and threw, like, a little benefit party, and, you know, we ended up making, like, 1500 bucks, which I ended up getting a laptop and stuff like that. But, again, I didn't have nothing to shoot, so it was it was still hard, you know, until I'm sitting at, 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 at a... At my boy's office, uh, Edub's office in Van Nuys, because he used to let me borrow just to kind of go in and edit and get shit done. And I'm sitting there, and I'm going through just YouTube shit, dog, and I see this this video, and I'm like, it's this dude, like, no, it was this lady, like, stealing something from a liquor store. And I'm watching this video, and I'm like, man, that, that's funny. That, that liquor store looks just like the liquor store down the street right here. And I was like, you know what? I think it'd be funny if I put myself in that video, if I make it seem like I'm in that video. And I ran over there, shot the video with my phone. I looked at the angles. I looked at the lighting. 
keep in mind, dog, like I'm a cinematographer, so I, I ended up matching the lighting and all that shit, right? I wish I could do that, because when I see your skit, I'm like, fucking guy, if I knew how to edit you piece of shit. So I'd, be, I'd be so mad at your shit sometimes. <laughs> so I fucking, I post the video, dog, and the shit was like bananas. It just went brr, and then share, 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 comment, comment, comment. And this is the most comments I had ever seen in my life. I think I got like 100 comments. So more than your depressing video? More than my depressing video. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the depressing video didn't get, like, 10 likes. Well. And then I was like, okay, cool. Like, something's there. And people were like, yo, this shit's hilarious. And they were starting sending me messages like, yo, that shit was funny. I'll do another one. And I was like, and I told my boy, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't feel like doing this comedy shit. I was doing comedy for other people. I was kind of, like, low-key writing comedy for other, for other <laughs> influencers and shit, you know? And then my dude was like, you know what, dog? You got to do your own shit, bro. Like, if, if, if you keep giving, like, your com like, what's the point? Like, just do your own shit. For, like, you got to be, you don't have nothing to lose anymore, dog. Just try to do something new. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dog. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just start doing some of these comedy videos. I, I'm kind of down and out type of shit, you know? And then I, I remember I did, another, I, I did another video, and then I did another video, and then I did one with my dad. And then the boppy one, yeah, 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 the boppy one. And then it was just fucking, it was just like wildfire, dog. You know, I mean, to me, you know, I went from having what less than less than five thousand followers to having like ten thousand, like within a month. Wow. And then you know, and you gotta keep in mind, like I don't have a, I don't have the young generation, right? Yeah. I had like older dudes that were really following me, so it took a little bit for it to start trickling out to the younger generation. You know. When did the when did the I remember I seen the video of when. The cops pull up and you're like acting hard and you think you're with Compton Menace. That and was that no. was a that was another video that we shot for Compton Menace. Like I want to say like a year into me doing comedy. And then you use you use the setting as a skit. I real use quick. I use this I use the music video as a yeah yeah the music video set as a skit. As a skit. And then that one went viral. George Lopez reposted. That it. was the one that George Lopez reposted and then kind of like gave me the notoriety. Like, okay, like, this was funny. Maybe, yeah, this could do this shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was already on, on that let's do this shit, you know? Because that was a year into me doing the comedy, you know? So I was already kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm full in. Like, I'm full on committed. I had asked my girl. I was like, Does, do I embarrass you? She's like, nah. I was like, say no more. I'm doing comedy. Do I embarrass you? <laughs> I, like, I ain't going to lie. Sometimes I be doing shit. I'm like, I wonder what my family think. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, especially taking like the, the peak name. And I was like, all right. But yeah, I was like, hey, do I embarrass you? She was like, no, nah, your shit's funny. Like, you make me laugh. You always make me laugh. All right. Does she think no. everything's funny? Yeah. I don't, She's a great wife. I don't post it if I don't, if she doesn't think it's funny. That's how I be seeing shit. Yeah. If I send the homie some shit and the girls go like, that shit is funny, and the guys say no, I'm like, I'm posting it. I'm posting it. Because the girls is yeah. Nah, she's definitely like my moral compass when it comes to like a lot of shit So a lot I of do. the shit I do? So I've done shit where I, like, I've done like pastor shit. Like I, I've done, you know, clowning like a church or something and like, I'll send it to her parents because they're pastors. Yeah, they're pastors. Yeah, they're I remember pastors. You so yeah. like, hey, mom, hey, you know, like, what do you think of this kid? She's like, ah, it's funny. God made you like that. I'm like, all right, good. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So she's like, I'm like, cool. If, 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 if you know, the pastor thinks it's cool, then fuck it. You know? Were you with her while you were a rapper? Yeah, that's how I met her. Her cousin was my backup dancer on tour, Burst Rock. Her, her, her parents let her date a rapper. That name was Beretta. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out God. I rolled up to the house. The first time I ever got to the house. Faded. Faded. Gone. She told me it was a barbecue. I didn't know it was a church barbecue. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't know it was a church barbecue. You, you rolled up faded or faded and smelled like bud. Oh yeah, I just got off the car, dog. I've blown in a whole blunt full from like off the off the off the 605 all the way there from Lakewood. And what was the situation like? Nothing. Her mom. So I walk in, and uh, so she walks in front of me, and she goes upstairs. She's like, "You smell like weed. Don't go up yet." I was like, "All right." Her mom's coming down. Uh, As she's going up. She's greeting somebody out the house. Damn. So she's walking down with her friend, and she smelled me, and immediately, dog, laid hands on me, started praying for me. Well, amor de Dios. Look at all kinds of shit. I was like, oh, dog. 35 minutes right there, dog. I was there for 35 minutes. All my stomach was growling, dog. Because you already got the munchies. Oh, dog, I was so hungry, G. And she was like, um... You're high, huh? And I was like, no oh shit. God, you don't even know. She's like, it's okay. All right, let's go get you some food. And she was really sweet, dog. Super you know? supportive. Super supportive. Still gonna, to this day. I ain't going to have a homie that his mom was very, very, yeah. very Christian. Yeah. And we'll be like, we'll be drunk and she'll just be talking. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Like it was just so difficult. Yeah, and yeah. it's different as the homie's mom. Yeah, but that was this was this for this was the girl you loved. Oh yeah, and this oh, her yeah. mom. You're yeah, you're probably high off some crazy bone weed. Oh, dog, I'm faded, dog. I'm gone, dog. But she was like, you know, her mom came like she's with the shits. You know, yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying? Her mom, her mom just changed her. Yeah, her her mom and her dad were really with the shits. Changed like, her really, lifestyle. Really, really with the shit. But they, you know, but they changed the lifestyle. Um, and 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 so her mom understood where I was coming from, and and and, and you know like. Weed, it's just weed, whatever. Yeah, it's not like you were fucking late. No, I all fucking all one pinchy, all twacks. Oh, homie. That's crazy. All fucking twacks. But I think that's, but I think that's beautiful. The fact that they, you could, you could make skits about something that could be a very sensitive subject, and she's like, "This is you." Yeah, she's super supportive. Well, the family in general, your girl in general. Yeah, everybody in general. Yeah, everybody. I mean, because they know it doesn't like it. It ain't coming from a bad place, though. Like, if I'm making fun of something, it's just because. I see the humor and shit, you know? That's most how of, I be seeing shit. Dog, most of the time, I'm making fun of myself. So it does, you know, like... I, um, I've i gotten backlash about, like... So, just for, tell me what you think about this. I made a skit about couples that fight. Okay. E- verbally and physically. Okay. It's always blown my mind how couples fight physically. Like, yeah. I have, like... I've heard stories, like, just randomly, like, that me be like, oh, yeah, me and my girl just got down. I'll be like... Okay, let's just let's stop back up, there. Back up. Let's just tell me the story before, right? <laughs> and um and then I've heard and I've heard story. I have homegirls that have boyfriends that I don't know their boyfriends, but the homegirls are like my sisters. And they're like, yeah, I'll be socking this fool out. And I'm like, okay, just let's back up again. Let's back up again. Okay, and and I've made a skit about like couples that like fight each other. And people were like, Well, it's not a fucking I'm like, okay, please just let me help. Let me try to tell you why I think it's the sense of humor in it. Yeah. Because although I don't agree with a lot of, like, I'm not. You don't I, condone with ass whooping. I don't, no, I don't condone with ass whooping at all. <laughs> and, but I was like, especially male to female, I'm yeah. not all for that. Like, no. like, like, I'm not saying everybody's perfect. People make mistakes. Cool, whatever the situation is. But I made a skit about couples that fight. Mm-hmm. And people were like, well, you think that? I'm like, it's not that it's funny. I'm like, I just. Oh, you think like domestic violence is funny? Is that what it was? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Fuck you. But, <laughs> but I made a skit about domestic violence it. that changed it. my life, yeah. which is when, 
Because I got homegirls that be socking this shit out their mans. Oh, yeah. And I'll be like, fool, you need to stop socking this fool, dog. One day <laughs> he's going to react and it's, then it's going to go a bad way. Then, then it's a problem. Then it's, and, and like I said, I don't condone any of it. Yeah. I, either I, way, though. Either way. Yeah, either way. Because I don't think, girl, because I've been in the car when like the homies arguing with his girl, he's driving and then she just, wham. I'm like, bro, we could have died right there. Yeah. If nah, you would have just. That's unhealthy, dog. But I've made a skit about it. And when I made a skit, <laughs> when I made a skit, Girl to guy violence where it was like she was a domestic violent once it was funny. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, let me try it the other way around. I mean, dog, there's you know, people are always gonna have something to say, dog. Like, yeah, I've done skits and where people are like, where they oh, that's where they fucking draw the line. Well, what was the like, skit oh, that you like think? Every I, I I've done skits about fucking blind people, but oh, yeah. but me doing a skit about <laughs> fucking McDonald's because it's McDonald's, oh, that's where you fucking draw the line. Like, hey, give me a fucking break. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dog. It's like, dog, I made fun of blind people. Okay, <laughs> right. Right, I I made fun of uh, ponies and shit. People are like, "Oh my god, you're fucking using live animals in your skits! Like it's so wrong. Like that pony does not want to be there." And I was like, "How the fuck do you know that? <laughs> How the fuck do you know that this pony does not want to fucking be? He loves me. He he's fucking. I'm eating. I'm feeding him carrots. He takes. He's well taken care of. They they fucking treat that pony better than they treat a human being, dog. <laughs> that that pony's fine, right? And then so I did a skit with uh, where I'm playing one of the one of the guys that's searching for the people on the sea in the Titanic, right? And I'm like, is anyone out there? Can anyone hear me, right? And then I'm in a box with no shirt on and shit, you know? And people were like, oh my God, how can you be making fun of such a fucking thing? It's, it's real, real people died. And I was like, I get it, guys. But it's like, there was no fucking Rose and Jack in there and you didn't make none of no fucking fuss about that. Like, what's the big deal? Like, dude, it's like, what the fuck does it matter? I'm just saying, like, you know, like, just I, I I see the humor in things, and there's always people are always gonna have something to say, dog. People will always have something to say, no matter what, dog. When I, you know, like you know what's funny is that people will comment on a negative, like people will comment something negative, right? I, I'll get 600 comments, 700 comments on a skit, and then you know you'll have your haters and you'll have your negative people and all that shit. But then when I post. That we just gave a thousand fucking backpacks out to kids. It's like, where the fuck those people at? <laughs> Shout out. What the fuck Nobody's was sitting there saying like, oh my God, why black backpacks? Why not red? Like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? They're not there for that. You know, so it's like, it doesn't matter, bro. Like, just do you, bro. Like, you know, like nobody is going to do nothing for you, bro. So might as well just do it for yourself and, and, and just do it with the right intentions. I don't do comedy to... Go at a specific person. Yeah, me either. Me either. You know, I just do what's funny to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't do it purposely. You know, like, and I try to stay away from the politics. I try to stay away from certain social issues. It's not that I'm not. It's not that you know, I mean, like, because a lot of people hit me on the DM. Right? Like, hey, Concrete, why haven't you touched on this? Or why haven't you talked on on, on, on Donald Trump or or, or Biden? And I'm like, because it's none of my fucking. I don't know politics, fam. I didn't go. I'm not. I don't know politics. Why? You know what I'm saying? Like, but what I do know is about a broke homie. You know what I do know? I do know about this shit. Those you know? skits have. You think those are the skits that have touched the youth the most? Probably. Yeah, bro. I, I, well, because they're so like broad. So, so me being a comedian, or me like, wanting to be a great comedian that I want to be, or excelling and getting better at my craft, right? I love the Oscar that I yeah and and what was the other dude Vargas? Oh, Vargas. I love that shit. Yeah. I showed it to the homies. And they were like, I don't get it. I'm like, and the comedy in me is like, bro, yeah. what the fuck do you don't get that the, the homies is going? But I show them the other two skits and they fucking, they're like, slappers yeah. And, yeah. and I'm like, okay, 
But I think seeing somebody like you do comedy teaches like the younger like you I watch like and, and people don't know but I, we, we support each other crazy like, yeah, yeah, we I do. comment on your shit yeah, all sure, the luck sure. there's a lot of shit that I learned from you yeah. and, it's, and and it comes with a lot of the with the acting shit yeah. and I've had the pleasure of working with you in an actual film yeah Chata Baroma coming soon yes. oh Chata Baroma yeah, about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I had, a, I had a dope like 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 so how do you try to stay um, I know you've always said like you go grains the grain like you don't make skits about trending shit Nah, which I, I don't either. Which I, I don't try either. not to. No, I mean I try not to. I mean, like every now and then I'll do something that's like something that, like, like for example, like I did a Super Bowl skit, but it was, it wasn't necessarily about the Super Bowl as much as it was about a situation that happened, right? Yeah. So it was a broke homie that wasn't bringing nothing to the Super Bowl party, which we all have. Which we all have that one homie that yeah. shows up to the party with fucking empty-handed and eats the most and, and drinks the he'll most. Bring, he'll bring Shasta Cola and drink the cokes, right? Yeah. Like fucking, that's that guy, right? So I did that shit. And so I, you know, I, I try not to do things that are trendy because trendy is just what it sounds like. It's here right now and then it's going to be gone tomorrow, you know. So I try to do stuff that is going to last on my page for years to come. You know, I want people to go back and see my shit and it still be funny because it has nothing to do with the moment. You know, it's about what happens in life in general. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it lasts longer. It's just like. When I made music, I didn't want to make music that was just here for the moment. I wanted to make music that people were going to be able to hear for a long time. For longevity. You know, like longevity music. So my, that's my skits, you know. That's why I don't do trendy stuff. And not that it's bad. I don't mind, you know, like if you're a comedian, social media influencer or whatever, and you do trendy jokes or trendy skits. And I, I, don't, like, I don't do the lip syncing. I don't take somebody else's joke and like just do it my way. Like, no, I, I feel like I take the craft seriously, bro. Like, I really yeah. do, and I'm really competitive, you know? And it has nothing to do with anyone else, you know? But, like, say, for example, you fucking post a funny-ass skit. Immediately, I'm like, fuck, do no. <laughs> Me too. I'll be like that with you. But you know what I'm saying? But it's friendly yeah. competition. It no, has it's... nothing to do with, like, like I, I don't, like, dog, I love you, dog. Like, I would, like, we work together. We've done shit together, mm -hmm. right? But yeah, like if I'll see a guy and I'm like, oh, he did something funny. Okay, cool. I'm, I, I got you. I'm about to gas it up. I, I'm, about, yeah. I'm about to gas it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so like it's a, it's like a tough any competition. Tall. But yes, to your point, I don't like doing trendy stuff. Yeah, and then the the acting shit. Mm -hmm. I know you got the um, the Ghetto Busters. Yeah, so how, Ghetto. Yeah, tell me. That's it out now, right? Yeah, on, on Tubi. That's on Tubi for free. It's a free download. It's my first TV show. Where I've been, where I'm the star of it, and that's Fire. like, and that was hard because it was like, you know, here's I'm being catapulted into this new role of like the leading guy or whatever in a sense, you know, and you got all this money riding on you, and you got all this production money right, and it's like the 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 shit's kind of weighing on your shoulders a little bit. It's like action, motherfucker, be funny. <laughs> Let's that's, go. That was you know? hard for me when we did our chat that with Elmo. Yeah, because I had to learn. A lot, and and I could sometimes freeze up and be a little serious, mm -hmm. but we've also had the super funny moments where it's like we from the scene inside the house. And we're dying, and they're getting mad at us because LV LV <laughs> sitting like, okay, you got your laughs off for the last ten scenes, yeah, but we gotta figure this shit out, and yeah, you're saying stupid shit, and I'm there like, <laughs> and I'm trying to get it together, like. What was the difference in being the main mm -hmm. and to, I, I know, I, I mean, obviously in Orchata Guadalupe, like what was the difference between Ghetto Busters and Orchata Guadalupe Milk? Uh, Orchata and Milk was a character that is rare. It's rare, but I've seen before. I, I know that homie. You do? 
Yeah. Because I remember when we were doing the sitting, you were like, okay, let me read through this whole shit first. Yeah. Like, well, well what I'm saying is uh, like, and not necessarily theomaniacs, right? Not necessarily theomaniacs I've seen before, but I've been around that cholo mentality. Yeah. And that penitentiary style of thinking of like, I just got out, but the food's been out for 10 years and that food's still on a fucking good one, dog. <laughs> like, I've been on that intensity, you know? Uh, but it was a different character because, again, you don't know what he is. You don't know if he's straight. You don't know if he's gay. You don't know if he's uh, non-binary. Like, he's just a weird character. He's know? just very different. Like, he's just he's, different, dog. He's very, he's, he's, he's very, he's very motivational, but very <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. And then he's like a fucking no tiene nada because he lives with at his sister's house. Yeah. But then he has it all. But like, he has it all. So it's like a weird character. And it was like, again, I got to play like almost two roles. Cause remember, like I had to go back from one character to the other character, and that was that was difficult. Cause it's like I'm literally, it's like, yeah, it's like schizophrenia. Like I'm playing two characters, you know? Yeah, you were, yeah. And in Ghetto Busters, it was just more like on Ghetto Busters, I was able to bring my Valley Guy vibe. Fuck, sad dude. It wasn't. It wasn't a character that was culturally Chicano driven. In, in a sense where I'm like, More hey, hippie. what's up? Hey, fool, what's up, dog, or nothing? Like, it wasn't, like, culturally driven like that. It was more like, yeah, I I, I can play just, like, concrete, like the normal dude that went to, like, Port Elementary and shit, and just be like, what's up, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Fucking rock on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though, like, I do interject, like, my culture in it, and I do give that character, you know, Christian concrete, the, the Mexican-American dude, but... They they weren't like that's what we're looking for. We want you to be a gangster. We want you to no just 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 be you. Just just be you. Create a character for jalapeno. You know, create a character. They didn't they didn't want to necessarily be like yo. They didn't want to stereotype the character. Yeah. And 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 I think that was really cool for me because I was like, all right, good. This is the first time where I was doing something where I wasn't Vato one, Thug one, Thug Thug two. You know, like. It was different, so that was cool, you know? Yeah, and then, fuck it, before we leave, tell mm -hmm. me about Killer Oldies real quick. So, Killer Oldies, bro, is a project that I wrote uh, and directed. Amazing, uh, amazing. Yeah. I, Thank you, you sent me the thing. Thank it you, brother. fucking... Shout out to... That shit kind of creeped me out at first. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I don't man. like shit like, like that, but... I'm into horror films. I, I mean, I love comedy, but horror is, is, is something that I really enjoy writing and I enjoy doing. And so, I wrote Killer Oldies in 15 Minutes. And uh, shout out to my boy Echo. He helped me produce the joint. You know, shout like, out, yeah, shout, shout out, out shout Reyes. out to bro. Shout out to Jeff Ray. Shout outs to uh, AV Chevy and Grand Enterprises. They uh, executive produced the joint for me. So AV Chevy, I need a truck. Let's go. Tap in with me, please. <laughs> let's go. Tap, let's work some out. Tap in with the boy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I ended up writing that, and we shot that shit last week, man. Shout outs to Ashley Alvarez, uh, Colin Michael, Stevie Yegas, the whole team that was there, man. And uh, dude, we came up with a really cool short horror, uh, short horror that we want to make into a feature film, you know. And I, I wrote this because it was, it was like, you know, like with horror films, I kind of always write my fears, bro. Your fears, uh, everything, everything. In so, are you scared of being kidnapped in the guy loving oldies? Yeah, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've always like. All these just have this certain tone to it of like love, fucker. Creepy, no, but like creepy tone. The I, I way it's recorded, it I sounds it. old. It sounds, you know, and I and I've always correlated oldies to like, uh, you know, and 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 it really happened when Jeepers Creepers. Remember Jeepers Creepers? Mm -hmm. Like that song is an oldie. 
you know? So when I heard that song in that movie, I was like, ugh. Like, and I always correlated oldies to like an old sounding record. And so it's like, it always creeped me out, you know? And what I wanted to do with Killer Oldies was that I wanted to mix the culture of soldies that's happening right now with guys like Joey Quinones, you know, Trish Toledo, the Mariah Avilas, um, you know, all these singers that are in, I know, like uh, Malik Malo, like all these guys that are creating soldies, that are creating new, new songs that sound like they were made in the 50s. It's like this new genre of music that's really popping off. Okay, and I, I've been, I've been tuned in. They, that's like the, the, the dudes that made that song. Is it any wonder? Like shit like that. Yes. Okay, yes, I love yes, that like shit. Like Jason like Joshua, like all these dudes that are, you know, the Lakesiders, the Lakesiders. You know, their, um, their souls are old. They're young. Yeah, the Escapers. All these guys that are in, that are doing this oldies style of music called soldies. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I want to marry the two. I want to create. I want to somewhat give this music a platform wow and then i want to do a horror movie so i ended up you know it's like this is what happens with oldies and horror mixed baby you know and it's yeah, called kid it's called killer oldies i'm excited for that can i get a part in that absolutely man you want to get slashed i'm 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 down to be like the you don't want to get killed no nah, I'm, I'm i'm not down to get killed i'm down what? to be like the no no actually, i'm down to get killed but towards the end, I want to be like, you know how there's always like in a row, people get killed in a row. It's like, yeah. first is like, first is like one guy and then a girl and then one other guy. And then yeah, there's yeah, like a pattern yeah. to share, right? Yeah. I want to be like the one that tries to be positive towards the whole shit. Yeah. But then the minute it's my turn to die, it's like, fuck. <laughs> trying to be positive. <laughs> like, you know, it's always like in, like in, in horror movies, there's always somebody that's trying to be funny. Yeah. Like, Jason, stop doing that. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. really the killer. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. 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 So. I'm you can excited. be the one that just doesn't believe in none of it. Dog, you guys are fucking stupid, dog. You guys believe in that it's shit? It's your fucking grandpa. You didn't pray. <laughs> yeah. But, man, Conker, I appreciate you coming Doing on. Doing thank you, bro. bro. This was amazing. Josh, yeah. how'd you like this? Oh, Riley. Shout out, Riley. I thought <laughs> But, man, Conker, tell them where they can find you on IG, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, man, uh, everything. You, yeah, you can find me at uh, Instagram. is Concrete Live, just how it sounds, Concrete, L-I-V-E. Instagram, I think it's uh, Concrete Comedy. I mean, I uh, TikTok. It's concrete comedy. Facebook is concrete. Uh, everything is concrete. Concrete. Everything, yeah. everything is concrete. You feel me? Yeah. Me and concrete got some shit coming up too. Like I said, we said we got the orchard without milk. Mm -hmm. Expect some skits too. We both been hella busy. Yes. He's been hella busy. I've been hella busy. But expect some skits. The orchard without milk is what I'm really excited about because he showed like our dynamic. Shout out Jerry Garcia. Shout out LV. Shout out. Uh, so shout out. Shout out everybody that was part of that that film. Was, yeah, that was dope. Man. That was a I, great I can't team. wait for that, bro. Yeah, I can't was, wait for that. I heard, I heard the parts that they sh that they shot. Uh, some other scenes that they shot they're gonna add it I think it, I heard it's really dope and it complements everything you guys are doing so that's just dope dog. okay fire yeah like the look oh I'm not yeah, like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, was gonna, yeah. I was gonna spill it I was gonna this spill dog, it don't spill yeah. the beans okay yeah. yeah but man shout out the whole team that was part of that Echoes World everybody just it was overall family orientated film where we sat there and Talked about our lives. We cheered for everybody. That shit was dope. So, Conky, I appreciate you coming you, out, my guy. Appreciate it, man. Make sure y'all go follow so the guy. So, this is the first one? This is the first one where Damn. I'm interviewing. Damn. Damn. the first Fuck at him. Fuck cherry, dog. Man, you guys, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. No jumpers slash Patreon, too. You can watch Patreons. No jumpers slash OnlyFans, where they can watch exclusive content. Let's get it. Oh, May 2nd. 2022, we are having No Jumpers having our first live show, which is hosted by Adam. And obviously, Adam's in the show. Fucking asshole. AD, T Rail, me, Sharp, and special guest, Josh? The special guest? 
You feel me? Make sure you stay tuned at our rate theaters. You get tickets on nojumper.com. And the link's also in a couple. You, you have it in the bio? And yeah, tap in. And make sure y'all follow Concrete on Let's everything. Go. Boom. Boom.